Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to a Thunder and Lightning exclusive here on Super Talk Mississippi, and joining me now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline is Dave Emmerich, who is listed as the He's listed as an assistant athletic director. He's got one of those fancy titles. But I know that you, you really go by chief of staff. And that is not a title that you hear a lot in sports. You hear it a lot in politics. What does the chief of staff do at Mississippi State? Well, I, I like to joke that, that I do everything that, that Coach Leafs doesn't want to do. So <laughs> uh, quite, quite a bit, actually. Uh, you know, Coach is so, so busy being the head coach, the offense coordinator, the quarterback coach, that, that I do a lot of the administrative stuff. Um, my first priority has always been I oversee the recruiting, uh, but then I'm the liaison between the football program and, and the rest of the athletic department. So, uh, you know, marketing, media relations, the Bulldog Club, uh, compliance, academics, all that kind of stuff. I know Mississippi State, I know Dan Mullen and, and Joe Moorhead had a guy in your position, but neither of them were as active on social media as you seem to be. I mean, I, honestly, when you were hired, I had to ask, who did this job previously? I didn't know who it was. And, you know, I'm a guy who covers the program. I can't imagine that the the average fan had any idea. What is it about social media that, that, that you're so active on? Do you feel like that's a big piece of the puzzle for what you want the program to be? Yeah, and one of my, my like I said, one of my biggest things is overseeing recruiting. So uh, social media is just such a huge thing in recruits' lives and young kids' lives, even in fans' lives. So to get excitement around a program, uh, you know, I try to mix it up. I try to joke around. I try to keep the fan, fans engaged. Just um, I have fun with it. So, uh, yeah, it, it's been good. I've gotten a lot of uh, good responses, a good, a lot of good comments. So it's been fun so far. Of course, we haven't lost the game yet, so I haven't gotten <laughs> too much uh, negative press. But, uh, yeah, it's been good. You can look at it that way or you can look at it the other way. You're undefeated. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So. That, that's why everyone's happy when I tweet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You you know obviously you know, culture shock might be a, a a big term, but coming from Pullman, Washington to Starkville, Mississippi, you know obviously two very different kind of places to live. Just you know what have you learned about Starkville so far? What do you like here? What what are you enjoying about the town? Well, you know they're not you know different as far as they're both college towns. They're both small towns. Um, the funny thing is Starkville's like a, like a big city compared to Pullman. Pullman, oh, wow. you know, Pullman's an awesome place. Uh, Pullman's a total college town, uh, but it's only you know it's got no shops at all. It's got you know ten to fifteen restaurants, uh, and that's it. So so Starkville has a, a great deal uh, for us anyway. For our families coming in, has a great deal of shopping, a great deal of restaurants. Uh, the food's been unbelievable. Uh, the people are just over the top friendly. It's been awesome, just the reception that we've received, and and uh, you can tell it's just kind of uh, down home southern hospitality, and it's been it's been really nice so far. Literally, maybe the first time in history someone has described two college towns, and Starkville was on the higher end of almost everything. Might might literally be. You may have have set a record right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We're we're not we're coming from Pullman. We're we're pretty low maintenance people, so we we've been very very uh, pleasantly surprised. When we talk about Mike Leach, you know, the, the public persona of him is this guy, a funny guy, can talk about any topic, has a wide variety of interests, but that's not what makes him a successful head coach. You know, that's what makes him, you know, fun to talk to, but it's not what has led him to win all these games and set all these offensive records. You see the guy that, you know, the public doesn't see. What, in your opinion, makes Mike Leach so successful as a head coach? Well, he sticks to what he believes, and whether things are going well, or things are going badly, uh, the initial, you know, reaction is, is to change things up. And, and 
um, you know, try something new and dabble here and dabble there. Uh, he's never been that way. He sticks to what he believes. Uh, he's got a clearly defined set of principles and goals for our team. Uh, everyone always knows where they stand with Coach Leach. He's, um, you know, very black and white in that regard. And um, and that, that's the key, you know, just, just doing what we do and being really, really good at it. Uh, not trying to, to invent new things or, or um, you know, stray from, from what we do, but to get really, really good at what we do. When you look at the staff that he brought from, from Pullman, including you, including all the assistant coaches, including uh, Brittany Thackeray, it, it really felt like sort of a, like we're going to keep the band together kind of mentality. Was that sort of what it was that you felt, we've been so successful together, why change anything up? Let's bring these guys to Starkville and see if we can be successful in this next chapter. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm very involved in the, the hiring process, hiring and retaining coaches. Um, so that, that was a big thing to us. You know, these are the guys that we, we won a ton of games with. These are the guys we had so much success with, uh, especially, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, setting records up there at Washington State. So, um, you know, bringing that core group, keeping that core group together was obviously huge to us. Um, you know, we, we had to uh, adjust some things, switch some things up on defense, uh, brought a couple guys with us who, who obviously um, have had a lot of success with us. Darcel McBath uh, played for us at Texas Tech. He played in the NFL. He was a, a, the corners coach for us at Washington State. And Jeff Phelps was a D-line coach uh, for us. Uh, brought those guys and then brought some, brought a couple new faces. Um, obviously, Tony Hughes is a guy that um, you know is so well respected in this business, so well respected, especially throughout the state of Mississippi, that uh, really made an effort to hang on to him. Uh, and then we brought in Jason Washington from Texas, and Zach Arnett is a guy uh, we've known about for a long time that we're really excited to work with. But, but yeah, we wanted to keep our guys together. Uh, we brought in three of our strength staff, uh, obviously myself and Brittany, um, in the recruiting department. So uh, really a great familiarity, a great comfort level. You and I joked off the air about not having, you know, having a lot of free time right now. Uh, about 10 days from now, I think that's going to dry up for you because that's when the NCAA and the SEC have mandated that voluntary workouts can begin again. What's the schedule going to look like for the coaches and for the players on June 8th? We're excited. I mean, it's been three months, uh, you know, of, of Zoom meetings and phone calls and, and uh, emails and, and text messages. And so it'll be, it'll be good to uh, be able to get back in the building and, and get some work done around each other. Now, June 1st, we're allowed to, to come in. Um, our coaches will, our players will. Um, Obviously, they'll have to go through some testing. Um, there'll be uh, a period where um, you know, make sure everyone's healthy, make sure uh, everyone's being safe. Um, and then June 8th, they're allowed to do uh, voluntary workouts. So not a whole lot of time with our, our coaches as far as just doing football quite yet. Uh, but, but obviously, Coach uh, Tyson Brown and his strength staff uh, will be working with them uh, quite a bit over the next few weeks. Is there a protocol in place that, that you, you set up if someone tests positive for COVID-19, what, what is the, uh, the the procedure if that occurs? Yeah, there's, there's been so many meetings and talks, and we have plans and backup plans and backup plans upon that. Um, so, yeah, our, our training staff has done an incredible job. Our doctors, uh, Thomas Jones, our head trainer, uh, and it all starts from John Cohen. You know, we're going to be very safe about this. Um, obviously, we want to get the guys back. We want to get them around each other. That's really important right now is, is to – uh, the camaraderie and fellowship of, of being around your fellow teammates. But we're going to make sure we, we take every possible step to be uh, as safe and uh, take care of these guys as much as we possibly can. And one thing that I've, I've pointed out a couple of times, and I think a lot of other national media members have, is 
the, the health care that a, a player can receive is a lot better here in Starkville with in terms of what Mississippi State has to offer than what they're probably getting in their hometowns. It could be argued, couldn't it, that it's a safer environment for these players here than it would be at home. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's been pointed out by, by families and stuff like that, that they that a lot of them want their, their children back here just with all the people taking care of them. I mean, we have um, our, our staff. There's obviously the, the uh, Mississippi State University uh, medical system. Uh, and then we have access to so many doctors around the country. Yeah. You know, we can get um, second opinions, third opinions, just kind of best practices. Um, our, our guys are constantly uh, calling other schools, calling other doctors, uh, just trying to figure out the best possible way to take care of our players. Sort of wrap up with what I feel is the is the big question. You know, you're, you're, this is a huge shift for Mississippi State. There were games. Yeah, I've, I followed Mississippi State my whole life. There have been games where they didn't throw 50 passes over a three-game stretch, and now. I mean, I fully expect in game one, most of Mississippi State's single-game passing records are probably going to fall in terms of completions, attempts, uh, yardage, and, and all of that. With the shortened camp, with the lack of spring practice, with, every, with all the, uh, the precautions, do you feel like it, it can still come together the way it would have uh, under normal circumstances? Is this offense going to be able to click early in the season when everything is so new, not only just from a scheme standpoint, but from a mindset standpoint as well? Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. You know, obviously, all all the new schools or the schools with new staffs are at a little bit of a disadvantage. Not just us, but all the new staffs across the country, without being able to get in spring ball, without even be able to get in a lot of the the off season where they can meet with coaches and stuff like that. So, uh, it, it's going to be an intense period of, of, of learning, and and that's where we hope to get some time in July, where maybe we can do some walkthroughs, get on the field a little early before uh, camp starts. Uh, our, our offense, we can we can get it in quick. We can get it in a few days. Um, the defense will be more complicated uh, as defenses are known to be. But um, <laughs> yeah, we just uh, the big thing. Like I said, we need repetition. We need we need to, uh, every single day our practices. Uh, you'll you'll see us catching you know hundreds of balls and running hundreds of routes. And uh, we just need to really need some time to kind of master everything. But it'll it'll be nice having um, you know KJ Costello. Uh, a senior quarterback, um, you know, battling for the quarterback job, just kind of a veteran presence. Um, and, and everyone else on the, on the team is, is really, really hungry, um, you know, to, to show that, that uh, this offense can be really good. You hit on something one there, and that was my last question. Have you received any kind of guidance from the NCA regarding, uh, you know, uh, uh, an extension or an early start to fall camp? Um, you know, there's kind of been you know talks about it and, and uh, discussions, but nothing nothing concrete quite yet. I think the the biggest thing is you know for for our guys to show up June 1st and then start lifting June 8th and um, kind of uh, see how that goes. And so much could change in the, you know in the coming days, weeks, months. Um, but try to do what we can uh, in the day and in the moment. Um, but yeah, we we don't know what the guidance will be quite yet for July. Hopefully. Like I said, we were able to get some football time, but I think the NCAA and, and SEC and, and all the powers that be are kind of taking it in short uh, time periods and seeing what comes up. Very interesting stuff. From an interesting guy, Dave Emmerich, uh, Mississippi State Football Chief of Staff. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate the time. Okay, absolutely. appreciate it. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.